if you'd just like to introduce your full name, your position at Williamette. My name is Chris Sabato. I'm the Assistant Athletic Director for Media at Willamette University in Salem, Oregon. Uh, I've been at Willamette for, I think this is my 17th year at Willamette. Um, I started off as a coach, um, was a track and field coach for nine years before transitioning full-time to the administrative side. And I basically do all of our technical or creative things in the department. So I'm not your typical SID. I don't write stories or do stats. Um, I do social media and I do all our live streaming and graphic design and uh, basically things that are would, would be considered creative or, or technical. Yeah, you mentioned that you started as a track and field coach. Um, what was the transition like to from as being a coach to being more of a creative, even though you have to really have the SID title? Yeah, it was it was a gradual progression. Um, you know, when I got started in um, in college athletics, I was at Rhodes College in in Memphis, and um, I was I was a a coach, but it it Rhodes, Rhodes didn't have didn't really have an SID at the time, and so when we did stuff for recruiting and um, camps and things like that, we were on our own to do that, and so I was kind of doing those things for the program. And when I came to Willamette, one of the reasons they brought me here was because I could do those things for the track program. And so I start when I started off, I was a track coach and coaching track, but I was doing these creative things. Um, you know, when I first got here, the track team had its own separate website to just because we had more, more information for, we had lots of home meets and lots of things like that. And so we were putting all this stuff on the website and I was doing these things for the track program. And over time, other programs said, Hey, can you do this for us? And so you go, okay, yeah, sure. So I'll do a little bit for this program, a little bit for that program. And that kind of gradually morphed into like, okay, now you're 50% coach, 50%. Um, I think creative project specialist was the title at the time. And so I was half coach, half doing this other stuff. And um, over time, it just, it just came to a, there, there came a point where it's like, okay, if this is, this is a good time to make the transition and just, move full-time into that, um, into that creative, creative and administrative side. When you interact with other COSADA members, what kind of different perspective do you bring having those skills in social media photography that a lot of other SIDs don't have? Yeah, well, I mean, it, I wouldn't say a lot of other SIDs don't have them. I would say a lot of other SIDs, at least my peers, don't do them exclusively. And so, you know, I'm small college. And so um, all the all, all the division three schools in the country, you know, have one or two SIDs and those schools that have one SID, that SID is doing all the stuff I do with the stuff that, you know, the normal stats and story stuff. And so um, I, I wouldn't say it's a different perspective, more, more of just a different focus in, in that, um, you know, the way we think, the way we work here, we're a two person shop and Robert is our, you know, traditional SID and he does the things that he's good at, the stories and the stats. And I do the things that I am good at. And, and um, there's some pluses and minuses to that, but uh, it allows me to be, um, to, to flex my creativity. And, and what, you know, when I'm, when I'm in the, the various, you know, the Slack groups and the Facebook groups, um, you know, I'm always sharing 
my knowledge, because I know that there are other people in other in smaller shops or small shops or even in some big shops that don't have that expertise that I have. And I, I want to make sure that I can I can share the knowledge that I have because it's you know it's it's one of the things I, I firmly believe in the you know the, the the high tides raises all boats and so making other people better makes makes me better too. So yeah, absolutely. Casada is looking to uh, get more creatives as members and um, really expand to that whole digital media and sports information department for our membership groups um you know how important do you think it important do you think it is to have people like you who are solely focused on photography social media videography graphic design etc to have that in our membership I, i think it's i think it's pretty important um i think that a majority of a majority of where we're going as an organization and really, it, and it's kind of unfortunate too, as an industry, is that we're going to this point where more people are doing more things. And so, um, you know, when you look at the, there, in, in, in everything in college athletics, there's the haves and the have-nots. And the haves are a small group. And, um, you know, the big schools that have a dedicated graphic designer for one sport that's a minority. That's, that's not most places. Most places have somebody who's doing something for all their sports or somebody who's doing something for other sports and a bunch of other stuff as well. And so um, I think it's important to kind of make sure that as an organization, we're supporting those, those, the, the majority of people who don't have those full-time, like this is all I do is graphic design nine to five you know we need to make sure that we can support those people because the people who are doing that nine to five there are other resources for them and so we need to make sure we're kind of leveraging um that information so that we can kind of push it downhill to to the um the smaller shops and uh the people that are doing wearing multiple hats obviously D2 and D3 schools aren't going to get the same type of media requests and credential requests and that type of stuff as D1. But, you know, these big D1 schools have 10, 15 people doing the jobs that one or two people do at a D2 or D3. Um, How do you you and your other SID kind of balance that at Willamette? It's all about making decisions and there, there are trade-offs and, and as a, you know, someplace that does not have unlimited resources, we make choices of things that we do and things that we don't do. And those choices are different from our colleagues down the road that have similar budgets and similar staff. They make different choices. It just kind of depends on where you are. And there, there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff that I leave on the table that I think would be awesome for us to do, but I just don't have time to do it. I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the, the resources to do it. And so there's things that maybe another school in our conference does that we don't do because we have chosen to do something else. And I think that um, that is true across, across divisions. I mean, even, you know, 
there's this tendency to separate. It's like, oh, well, there's D1s and then there's, there's everybody else. Well, there's a lot of D1 shops that are small too. And um, really it's the, it's the power five and everyone else. Um, You know, we've got, we have a handful of of local D1s that are, they're bigger than us and they have more resources than us, but they're, they're still strapped and they're, they're making those same decisions of things that like we can do a, or we can do B, we can't do both. Which one are we going to do? And, um, and that's tough because you get pressure from elsewhere. And so, you know, we get pressure from coaches, we get pressure from, you know, maybe somewhere else in the university. And it's like, well, X, Y institution is doing this. Why aren't you? And it's like, well, we're not doing this because we can't do it, but we, we are doing this other thing that uh, this institution is not doing. And so it's, it's all about pluses and minuses and, and what, what we've chose to emphasize and what we have chose not to emphasize. And it's, you know, there's always, always going to be lots and lots of things left on the table. Most definitely. And one could even make the argument that there's a drop off from power five to group of five, then the rest of V1. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, schools like SMU are going to have a lot more to work with than James Madison. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, and it's, um, it, it, there's a scale and there's kind of like, there's the big group the, that, that they pretty much can get whatever they want. And then after that, it is, you know, a scale down to, you know, multiple people, but not enough people to one person. And that's all we get. And, um, and everything in between. I know a lot of small schools try to balance the lack of full-time staff by having a lot of interns to help out. Do you guys have that kind of dynamic at Willamette? We don't. Um, in general, um, in general, I am not a proponent of interns in, in the way that they get used a lot in the industry. Um, if someone's coming to me and doing work for me, they need to get something in return. And, um, that's either a paycheck or that we have some that have had credit for class and, you know, that's, that's fine, but I'm not, I'm not going to bring someone on, on and ask them to do a bunch of work and say, the only thing you get is experience. That's just not right. Um, in my, in my opinion. So, um, and, and I think that's in general across our campus, that's kind of the thought people are doing internships that they need to be compensated in some way or some form. And so we don't leverage a ton of interns. We've had some here and there. Um, it, the, the problem, one of the problems in a small shop and in that the whole concept of leveraging interns, and it really, it, it's also leveraging work study. It's the same, it's the same thing is that for me in what I do, there's a lot of times where it's just easier for me to do it. Um, it's harder for me to teach you and it, it, there's kind there's, there's kind of the steep, steep learning curve of, of having staff and it's um where for me some of the stuff is technical and it's like if you don't know it it's going to take it's going to take twice as much time for me to teach you and make sure that that what we're doing gets done and you know we don't have we don't have huge budgets and so a lot of our most of our 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 worker resources go to game days and so it's hard for us to it's hard for me to to have 
students or interns and say, okay, everyone come in. We're going to be in the off. We're going to work in the office for 10 hours this week and practice and learn. And because we just can't afford that. That's just, that's too expensive. And so a lot of it's on the fly. And so it's me getting things ready ahead of time and putting them in the fly and, and kind of hoping that they can, they can pick it up and, and be there to catch them when they fall. And um, it's just, it's, it, it's a, it's kind of that I envy the people out there who have um, who have large student pools and intern pools. Um, it's, it's something that once you have started, it's, it's good, but it is hard to go from zero to something um, just because there's so much work involved around making sure that that intern or that student employee has work to do and knows what they're supposed to be doing and teaching them and guiding them. And that's all, that's all work that you have to do plus all the stuff that you normally have to do. And so it's, it's a, it's a tough spot for, for us where we're just kind of dipping our pool, dipping our foot into that pool of, of leveraging um, student work for things other than just like normal game day stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I also read in your bio that you're a former track athlete. Uh, Can you tell me more about that? I was a pretty good small high school athlete. Um, in college, I was okay. Um, I was all conference in the pole vault a couple times. Um, I, where I went to school at Alfred University, I think in the four years that I was at Alfred, I think we had five different head coaches in four years. <laughs> so um, it was not a real stable program. And so I didn't, um, I didn't excel, I think, as much as I could have. Um, I had fun and I enjoyed the experience, but in terms of athletic success, uh, I didn't have a ton in college. It, everything it, it has been kind of gradual. You know, when I first started coaching, I was, when I was at Rhodes, I was one year out of college. It, I had worked in the uh, private sector for a year and then um, then went back to um, the collegiate atmosphere. And so I was still pretty close in age to most of the kids that I was coaching. And so um, it was kind of a, a, a learning experience and where I had to, you know, separate myself from them and, you know, kind of share some of my experiences. And, but at the same time, realize that I don't have a ton to teach them yet because my experiences are not that great. And so it was really just about you know, myself growing and in, in the knowledge that I'm picking up along the way and, and gradually, you know, sharing that. And, um, you know, I, I you know, I, my first, first couple of years, I still, I still competed, um, with my athletes occasionally. And, um, so I went from, uh, um, it, it was gradual, you know, I went from being an athlete full-time to being a coach and then sometimes competing with them to getting older. And I couldn't just jump into an event anymore. And, um, so I kind of stopped, stopped competing and, you know, and then we, we, we had talked about the other transition. So really in the course of, you know, t the past 20 years, it's just been a gradual, gradual transition from, from one to the other. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add about Willamette or any of your other, uh, points in your career as a coach or as an SID? Not really. Um, you know, I would just encourage uh, those watching to um, 
to share their knowledge. You know, our, the, our community is pretty good about that, but you know, there's nothing, there's nothing that I do that is like top secret and is going to like it, me not telling you how to do something is going to make us better. It's not. And so I like to share anything and everything that I have that I think someone may take something from. And, um, you know, we talked about how, you know, I'm, I'm more technical in a lot of things. And so I share a lot of things that, that most SIDs can't do, but if they can pick up a little piece of something from, from my process, then, then that's great. And, um, you know, I would encourage everyone else that if you have something that, that you think you're doing, that's creative or, um, a time saver, things like that, share that knowledge and share that, uh, that information so that, that everyone can get better. Um, we're in an industry that is increasingly the demands keep going up and there's not any more time in the day to do these things. And so, um, anyways, as a, a group, we can find ways to save time and, and um, save energy and, and keep doing things and keep adding to our plate, but not increasing, you know, the workload. I would really encourage that. And do you have any advice to young professionals in this, in this industry? The one thing that I always say to people getting into this industry, to get, getting into college athletics is learn to do everything like learn don't just like don't just get in like get into your like marketing internship and learn all about marketing and then not have any idea how any of the other the rest of the department works you know learn everything learn how the department works learn be able to step in and help it, it may not be as important you know in the power five world but everywhere else, you're going to get asked to do things. You're going to get, things are going to get thrown on you. I mean, I, I was pulling out the bleachers the other day because they needed to get pulled out. And it was me and our athletic director and one of our program assistants. And like, that's, it just had to get done. And so we did it. And it's not just being able to, to step in and uh, lend a hand when you can. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, it's kind of a double-edged sword because as I mentioned time constraints and things and demands are getting higher and higher but then you also want me to do this other stuff and it's like yeah you don't need to be you don't need to be doing you know everyone's job every week but be able to to step in and fill in and um knowing how things outside of your world work helps you do the things in your world you know there's a lot of times when when we're talking about you know within the sports information world we're talking about things like info forms and stuff like that and that doesn't live in a bubble because uh, our student athletes are not just getting our sports information forms they're getting all kinds of other forms and so knowing how that works and knowing how the other departments are communicating with their, the student athletes and, and just being knowledgeable about how everything in the department works, I think is super helpful and um, makes you better at your job. So that would be my, my advice to people just getting in. I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> <laughs>